This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. And for the last time this season, I'm joined by Albert and Heskiff, and we're going to build you up to the final game, which is Spurs at home. And let's be honest, we just can't wait for it to all be over so we can start again. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Can I right. just say, it's for, can I just say, it's for the last time this season, but it's for the third time tonight that you said that. <laughs> Take and three. depending on yes, the edit. Um, it, um, in the background, about all sorts of stuff by the time we start going here. <laughs> yes, um, in the background, we've had loads of issues. Well, I've had loads of issues effectively of trying to um make it work in my new office, but it didn't. So I'm back in the living room and um, where it all begun this season, um, Heskiff, me and you in my living room, which looks a lot different now post um renovations uh do you remember that all the way back in august almost a year ago (laughs) unbelievably um i remember it because we were staying at a friend's house before we moved into our new house and i had not given vanessa the key so she also had to come to your house to pick the key up um which she was not very happy about so a lovely memory that was yeah, uh, well, there you go. Um, f- almost a full year, so crazy, crazy season, as we all know. But before we get into anything, for the third time tonight, lads, um, neither of you to have a gin and tonic for gin and tonic check. What's going on? I feel like by this point, me and Albert probably should have just gone downstairs and got a gin and tonic. <laughs> um, any or, d- or a gin and soda. Like Terence has actually got. Yes, yes. I've got a gin and soda. I don't have any tonic, so I use the soda stream and I've got some fresh lime with it as well. And technically, it's not even really gin. It is gin. It's Sip Smith's lemon flavored gin, le- oh. lemon drizzle gin. Ah, oh, mm. you, you, you had an opportunity this week to not sound like a complete <laughs> with what you were drinking. <laughs> and you've absolutely just gifted it gifted it away well if you remember this was the returned gift so remember this was the bottle of gin that i left as a gift for someone who then returned it as a gift to me without obviously realizing that um i think they knew what they were doing (laughs) it's just this is just a standard gin like it's from m&s of like 12 quid or something it's called lemon drizzle there's nothing standard (laughs) about it Oh, well, you know, you, you, you don't have to put up for it for about six more weeks before we'll be back already and um, get, get some more good beers on the go. <laughs> um, right, I've got nothing I've got nothing planned this week. I just thought we'd just wing it. How does that sound with you boys? Sounds great. Albert and I were actually talking about the episode during lockdown that he and I did when you weren't available. And we ended up talking about Albert teaching his kids how to speak, <laughs> like that. Yeah, 
Uh, and then talked about what, who, which of us would like to live with Roy Hodgson during lockdown. Not me, I'll tell you that. No, thank you. <laughs> that was that was a quality episode. I really enjoyed that episode. Maybe I should go missing more often. Um, but there you go. Uh, right, what should we touch on first? I think we'll, we'll touch on the championship season coming to a close on the night of recording. Um, unbe- unbelievable end to the season. Uh, you know, throwing into the mix that Wigan will be getting their twelve point deduction on the night. It looked like it was going to save Charlton, but Albert Charl- Charlton have gone down thanks to an unlikely last minute Barnsley winner at um, Brentford to deny Brentford automatic promotion to send Charlton to League One. Yeah. Uh... It's nice. And listen, I'm never going to shed a tear about about Charlton going down. I feel a bit bad for Brentford. Brentford in the Prem automatic would be a, a nice story. But you know, raise your uh, lemon drizzle gin and tonics in the air and and tip a bit for Charlton. <laughs> yeah, and um, not the only other crazy thing to happen on the night, Hesk. If you had. Um... Swansea overturning a massive goal difference to get rid of Forest by winning 4-1 with Forest losing 4-1 to, to nip them to the last playoff spot. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite Palace, that, isn't it? Missing out because of a six-goal swing. Well, it was very Palace with Wayne Routledge scoring two of Swansea's goals. Did he? Brilliant. Yeah, 91st minute goal to make it 4-1, which was the one that tipped it over the edge. So, um, shout out to Wayne. Imagine having... Any kind of excitement this season with Palace, let alone that kind of excitement. Well, um, when we get to the predictions we made at the beginning of the season, uh, we'll have. We was expecting sort of some excitement, mate. Probably not actually, but <laughs> we should know better. <laughs> we didn't. We did know better. Probably I was probably the worst, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, what else happened? Yeah, but I mean, obviously Wigan now that it's a twelve-point deduction, it's obviously subject to appeal. But uh, with Barnsley's last-minute winner, it'll be Barnsley, not Charlton, that get their, um, get relegated as a result. So, bye, Charlton. See, see you never. <laughs> but, yeah, brilliant end to the season. And it does make you miss the championship a little bit in that sense. Not that I'd necessarily want to be back there. But, you know, yeah, almost so many games meant something in the championship tonight because of the way the playoffs are set up and so on. It was a fantastic end. And... Um, Let's face it, undoubtedly, we'll be back there one day. Uh, Albert, we've signed a player. Um, I assume you've been religiously watching West Brom this season. So uh, what do you think of the Nathan oh, Ferguson signing? Couldn't get enough. I mean, it's it's great. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to sound really spoilt here. But like when it's something that should have happened in January... And, you know, it was all, like, all, all over the press that, oh, it'll just happen in the summer... Yes, it's nice to sign a promising youngster, but it's a bit like I feel like I've had the ending of that film ruined before seeing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. And um, Heskiff, it's the first right back we've signed since 2012. Was that Joel Ward? <laughs> it was Joel Ward. Bloody hell. Well, I mean, it's taken us long enough to replace Wamba Saka as well, isn't it? I think I saw someone say it had been like 390 days or something. Mm. Um, but yeah I'll be the voice of positivity now I'm actually really happy with that signing Um, I wish it had happened in January too but um, it's nice that he's actually signed and not we haven't done the Palace again where we you know it's guaranteed that he'd come and then something messes up and he ends up at West Ham yeah Uh, so I think it'd be a good sign I've got a West Brom mate as well who says that he's a very good player Um, I think there's a lot of resentment against him because his agent was a bit of a bit of a shit, apparently. Uh, but for once, it's in Palace's favour, so I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the start of the long road of bringing down the average age of the squad, isn't it? To get them to, you know, instead get them away from being the oldest squads in the entire division, with an aim to get us to one of being one of the youngest. Um, but. Albert, we've done business early in the transfer window quite a lot in in the last few years. Get one or two done early, and then nothing follows. Do you, can you see that being the case again this year? Mm, I can certainly see it, but <laughs> I'd like to think it's not the case. Uh, like we, you know, Roy, whether he's still here or not. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. It's quite apparent. If if it wasn't obvious before, it's glaringly obvious now that we we don't have 
a lot of depth, let alone quality in depth. Um, Roy certainly doesn't count the youngsters um, in that sort of respect. So something has to give. We got. We have to. I mean, whether they're young players or not, again, remains to be seen. That's that's the ideal scenario. But we've we've definitely got to freshen things up. I think was depending on how busy the market is. There's a couple of players that might disappear. I, I mean, if Max Meyer's not on the phone to his agent at the moment, then you know he needs his head sorted out. Uh, there's always you know the, there's always the threat of Zaha going. I guess if the money's if the money's right, I'm sure we're we're a little bit. Uh, reduced in our ambition for what money we'd ask for him, given the circumstances. But you know, f- forget how many outs there are. We n- we need ins. Mm, we do. We certainly do. Um, we could do with a few outs as well. Um, Mamadou Sako Heskif, he's he is out <laughs> to the to early part of next season, when whenever that is. Uh, but we were kind of hoping to get him off the wage bill by that point, wasn't we? Yeah, we were. I mean, I'm a. I, I did a my favorite eleven on Hambo show earlier in the lockdown, and he's in it because I think he's very entertaining. Um, maybe not always in the best way, but I think he's a great player. But yeah, like you say, if he's if he's on hundred grand a week or whatever it is, and he's injured every bloody five games, especially when he gets injured, he seems to like sort of not do anything, and then it's a really innocuous looking challenge or not even a challenge. Like he's stretching for a ball or like, like in the other game, he, he just sort of was jogging a bit and then pulled up and went off. And if you keep doing that, I mean, it's, it's not worth the wages, is it? You can't rely on him to, to play sort of five or six games in a row. Then there's, there's not much point. And if we can find someone to take him off our hands with that, that wage, as it is, and maybe give us well, whatever reduced fee is these days, 10 million, mm. um, then I think we should do it because, you know, otherwise you're carrying a massive weight and it's sort of, you, you're hamstrung by it when you're trying to bring other people in. So um, if Leon still are, are still interested, I'd say we should try and push that through if we can. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if I, any anything north of seven million, I guess would would probably be accepting at this point with the out with the amount of injuries had. So um, certainly be interesting to see what happens with that one. But Albert, we're now of course battling that we're ending this season on a what's going to look like a eight game losing streak, assuming we lose the Spurs. Um, who's going to want to come? Well, there's a question. <laughs> um... Sorry, that's maybe giggle far too much than it should have. Uh, the way we're playing, it's definitely not going to be me. Um, uh, who would want to? Well, I think uh, there's always there's always going to be players that want to come to Premier League play uh, Premier League clubs. Certainly, you know, in and around London. You know, that I don't think there's any way we would have got, for example, Mamadou Sakho if we weren't. Uh, you know, a London club and able to offer the wages that we were, and had that appeal to him. So I think we'll we'll never have a we'll never have a problem attracting X amount of players. But it's when you know there's it's when clubs like you know in that next sort of bracket above us, like Everton, you know, clubs like that, or you know, West Ham not at the moment, but West Ham probably throw a lot more money at people than we can. You know, there's there's clubs that can kind of, that will be looking at the same band of players that we are, um, that could just come in and smash another 20 grand a week and kind of whip the, rip the carpet out from under us. But I, I, I don't think we'll ever, we'll ever have a problem attracting, you know, certain players, but we need to be attracting the right players. And, you know, go, going for youngsters is, is a way to, to sort of bypass a lot of that, you know, Let's 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 take a gamble on some youngsters and and hope they can come in and hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have it. It feels to me has give a little bit like an end of an era here in some sort of weird way. It's the squad's got really old. The team spirit seems to certainly on the pitch has broken down a bit. Uh, no one's really behind the manager. It feels like everything's going to freshen up. If it's not if it's not completely this summer by next summer, I think we're going to look like a very different club. Yeah, it is needed. It is needed. You know, I I hate to sort of say it, but in the, in these last few games, 
you do get the sense that we're if you if you're an outsider looking at us, we're the sort of Stoke Sunderland where for two or three seasons in a row you're like, Oh, they're not looking great, they're not looking great, and then all of a sudden it's too late to do anything about it. And I think if we don't really, really start being proactive in getting these younger players in and like you say, sort of renovating the squad, then we're in big danger next year, I think, because if this carries on we're going to find it very, very tough. And we've got an Asian squad which doesn't rotate. So we've got fitness levels are bad. Um, you know, Roy said, I think Luke has been carrying an injury since Liverpool and yet he's still playing him. You know, if that carries on as well, it's not going to do us any good. You'll have players who are going to train and think it doesn't matter how good I am because if a bloke with a, with a knackered knee is getting in the team ahead of me regardless, then why should I bother? So... Yeah, like you say, the, the, the atmosphere, even though we as fans are not in the ground, the atmosphere around the place isn't great. Um, social media, it's not great. Body language on the pitch, it's not great. You know, you see that the clip of Roy sort of shouting at the players after the game against Wolves. <laughs> but you don't, like, you don't see him do it on the pitch. That's what pisses me off. You know, it's fine saying oh, to these players, that was, that was shit and you should do better. But... Every time it cuts to him during the game, and you know, you notice him when we're at the ground, he's just sort of hand hand on his chin, has a little laugh here and there, doesn't really Ooh. shout and get get in. He doesn't he doesn't coach much when the players are on drinks breaks. I mean, I could go on. Well, well, the, 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 it's interesting you say the drinks break thing because I I was sent two separate still photos from the drinks breaks against Wolves. And all the Wolves players are huddled around each other in depth conversation with the coach. And Roy is speaking to Wilf and everyone else is scattered across the half and no one's really talking to anyone. And, you know, it just it just shows that, you know, something's not quite right there. I mean, if anything says that Roy doesn't have a plan B in that sense, it it came very apparent in those images because the game plan is the game plan. He doesn't need to give him any, any, you know, as everyone's saying, the, the game's become a new game. It's become a game of four quarters now because it's very, very key. Those tactical things, you usually have to wait for half time to get your message across in some sort of depth. But there you get an opportunity to say, you know, this is where it's not working, you know, halfway through each half. So you can adapt to changes quicker, but it's just, it's just not happening for us, is it? So, um, no, yeah, like I mean, we, we struggled uh, in that Chelsea game we struggled after each drinks break as well. So it's just, it's just not working. You know, it's not just not working. We're, we're chasing a game. He takes off Schlupp and brings on Gyro to play as a more defensive player. You know, I think realistically, if the, if the fans were in the ground, I think quite a few people would start getting on, getting on the back of him vocally um, for, I mean, since lock, since the lockdown, uh, the restart, came came around really um so yeah like you say it's, i mean we we have to change it we have to bring new players in younger players i personally think we should have a new manager i think a, a lot can be done but it needs to start now otherwise i think we're really really going to struggle um at the beginning of next year do you can you see a change coming, Albert? Uh, he signed the year extension, obviously, and that will give him well. It's just one more year. Um, can you see us making the change in just a short space of time in the crossovers of the season, or do you think I'd be too scared to upset the apple cart and it will go on into next season, where if we, you know get some dodgy fixtures and you know lose the opening three games of next season? All of a sudden, it's um, you might have to make the change then. Yeah, I know there was a there was a cup final that kind of you know gave us all a day out and and maybe distracted us from the league situation. But you know it's very it's echoes of Pardew, isn't it? I mean we're on a, a desperate run of form in the league under Pardew. Um, again, uh, apart from the cup run, and had it, had had we not had the cup run, would he have gone at the end of the season or even before? We all know he didn't, and he stuck it out for another sort of six months, and and then the call was made. Then I can certainly see it being the, the case with Roy. There's not a huge amount of turnaround time to give the players a break, come back for preseason, make all the signings, and you know to to throw a new manager into the mix. 
might be a stretch too far. But then having said that, it's not the most unpalaced thing to do to, you know, just to throw all the balls up in the air and, and see what lands. But I, th- I think the, 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 the thing that, that makes me trepidatious about it in keeping Roy is that if we, if we, if now is the time that we're going to spend and I'm plucking a figure out of thin air, if we're going to blow 40 million quid on two or three, four new signings, regardless of whether they're first teamers or bench players or youngsters that we're going to try and blood into the team, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it seems long-term, it seems detrimental to, to give that to a manager who, regardless of how good he may or may not be in the moment, you know, he's not going to be, he's really, he isn't going to be in this time next year. So it seems a bit detrimental to, to if you get, like I say, if you're going to blow that load of money, it seems a strange time to do it now, but then there's not a great, uh, it's not a great amount of time to flip the manager around and come up with a new strategy and new scouting system and, and pick targets that way. So it's, it's, it's a sticky wicket, whichever way you look at it, as far as I'm concerned. I think that the one the one issue that I would have about not doing it is if we continue into the new season and, like Terry said, have a bad set of fixtures or just a bad set of results, and then we go like whatever, four or five, six games where we're not getting wins, we're going to have to change it then anyway. You know, you, you can't just keep going with it. At which point the new manager is even further down the line and we've got to wait until January to make signings and you're sort of sort of a step behind already. So as tough a decision as it is for Parrish, because I'm sure he he wouldn't I'm sure he wouldn't like the idea of getting rid of Roy. We're, we're moving on to eight finishing a season with eight defeats in a row. And if it was anyone but Palace, you'd be like, ah, why the hell is the manager still there? Um so I think clean slate, new season, new everything really and and see how it goes. And yeah, of course it could backfire and we might we might be shit, but we're shit at the moment, to be honest. And I think something needs to be injected into the club somewhere that changes it fairly drastically. Otherwise I think we're gonna we're gonna sink. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, for me as well, I I want why they're still here. I want a manager to come in who can perhaps give Max Meyer and Jairo Riedewald a bit more of a, you know, inclusion in the team and actually see if we can get something out of those players because it could end up we just have to go out and try and re-sign players that do the job that they sort of do um, in terms of, you know, passing the ball around and trying to get forward. Now, there's arguments to be had that, you know, if Max Meyer was good enough, he would have forced his way in now. And um, Roy has been very, very complimentary of Jairo Riedewald. And to be fair, he's done well whenever he's come in. But for some reason, Roy just doesn't seem to fully trust him. But I think in Jairo Riedewald, there's certainly a great player. And he's still so young as well. And, you know, it's, he can he can become better and better under the right manager, I believe. So it's a strange one. I, I don't think anything will happen. I think he'll wait till his hands really forced. Um and that could be, like I say, after some dodgy fixtures at the start of the season, could do some losing then. But I'm just, I'm thinking they're hoping they can get away with another season with Roy before they go for go full Frank de Boer mode and try and start the rebuild once again. But of course, we have to wait and see. Um, but we're, of course, we're assuming a lot here that it's going to be eight defeats in a row. <laughs> um, Albert, what what we got to fear from Spurs? It's not as if Harry Kane isn't firing on all cylinders. 
Um, <laughs> no, but if this is Spurs, bless them, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> even, you know, I can't remember, apart from when they smashed us 4-0. That was this season, wasn't it? God, yeah. it feels like so long ago. Apart from apart from that that game, I can't think of a time in the Premier League where Spurs have have beaten us and sort of played anything more than above average. They all, you know, they always seem to just nick a goal, nick a couple of goals. There's a lot of one nils in there from uh, yeah. Son scoring in a lot of one nils. Oh, uh, yeah, and like and again, my, my my mind just always goes back to the the first game back in the Premier League, the Dean Moxie. So Soldado penalty. Yep, very good memory. Yeah, Stephen Dobby and Owen Garvin in the starting lineup. Um, yeah. So you know, even if even if Harry Kane wasn't you know in a in a vein of form, um, and yeah, you know, they're they're still not they're still not a great a great outfit at the moment. They've got their own problems going on, but have they got enough to turn us over? Even if it's only one nil. Yes, of course they have. <laughs> Um, well, it was, we'll do well to get nil at the moment, but there you go. Um, Heskiff, of course, the the very infamous Jose Mourinho is in charge of Spurs, and uh, he's spoken very well of Palace in the past. Uh, could it could the timing all be set up right for him halfway through next season to get from sack from Spurs and take over from Roy? Well, I saw a clip of his one of his team talks with Spurs that I think is going to be on some documentary that's coming out. And he told them that he wanted to play like 11 Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it may have been 11 ele- uh, intelligent yeah. but um, 11 nonetheless. I think I'm in with a chance of getting I think a game. Right. I was going to say that. I, I reckon if Jose comes in, Albert should dust off the dust off the, the boots and get down to Beckenham. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he has always seemed to like us, Jose. I, I don't really know why, uh, but... Yeah, when it all goes wrong for Tottenham. We were already watching defensive football, weren't we? So, might as well get him in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it would obviously be uh, a great PR move for the club. I doubt we could ever afford him, to be honest, or or want to, but there you go. Uh, we, we, we can dream, we can dream, a bit like we're probably dreaming about getting anything out of this Spurs game. Now, um, we've got injuries left, right and centre again. Um, there's an opportunity to mix it up a bit. Do you think this will be the game where it gets mixed up a bit, Albert? Or do no. You think, no, 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 nothing's going to change. <laughs> oh, mix it up. How are we going to? How are we going to mix it up? Um, we might play. I don't know. Like Wayne Hennessy might come in. Like drastic mix up, or let's think. What else? Maybe we'll see a youngster come on. Like you know. Maybe again, maybe from the start. I mean, we did that in the last game. So if we mix up this game, then we're not going to do that, are we? So, mm. I, I, apart from coming out with blindfolds on, I can't see what Roy can do to drastically mix it up. It's just not in his locker, and we don't have the options. Yeah, speaking of the youngster that started uh, the last game against Wolves, that was Tyrick Mitchell. Uh, obviously, coming up against probably the most dangerous right winger in the league. Um, Adama Traore. Wasn't, wasn't playing. <laughs> um, yeah, Adama Traore. Now, I, I, Tyrex Mitchell quotes after the game was excellent, talking about how he learned from the experience just in that one game of playing against Traore. There's a lot on social media, Hesky, but I, I don't know if they was expecting him to be Aaron Wambasaka from the get go, but um, a lot of unnecessary negativity for. What was I thought we had a fairly decent game, you know, like he he makes mistake, he made a couple of mistakes, but you know he 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 did all right considering the the complete mismatch he was up against. Yeah, I thought he was all right. Like you say, obviously we we were spoiled with Wan-Bissaka because he came in and was just brilliant from the off. Um, but I thought he did some good things. I mean, you know, the the, the whole team sort of petered out in the second half, so. You can't really just say that he stood out as as not having a great second half, um, and a lot of good fullbacks have been beaten by Traore. Like you said, he's had a very good season. He's fucking like a tree, like he is massive, and and Mitchell's you know pretty thin as well. So physically, it's a bit of a mismatch. Um, but yeah, you know, twenty years old, his first first start for the team, 
can't just write him off and say he should never play for us again. Because you can if you you can if you Palace Twitter. I mean, you can if you Palace Twitter. But I remember that the seasons when we had Jeff Hughes and Tony Craig competing for the left back spot. So I think he, I think he's all right. Mm, yeah, I mean, and those those aren't that distant memories, really, are they? Um, and before you know it, we could be back in that sort of position. So be careful what you wish for in that sense. Jeff, uh, Jeff Hughes and Tony Craig just sound like a, a really I don't know what dodgy second-hand car salesman duo just the most jeff hughes and tony craig just shifty names man do you know what they are they're crime watch names (laughs) (laughs) Uh, both of them ended up at bristol rovers and uh listeners might remember one of my best friends is a bristol rovers fan and both those phone calls so so how good uh, is tony craig or how good is jeff hughes uh watch your wallets for league one maybe good I don't know but um, yeah there you go Uh, I feel better now because that really was a dire time team was bad the manager was bad the kit was fucking shocking just awful time I made a on on Twitter I was talking about uh, Zaha and Ayu being the most second and third most fouled players in the Premier League this season and um but we've got we've scored no goals from corners or from free kicks uh, from a crossing position. So I was sort which is, of... which is mind boggling because the quality of their ball delivery is sublime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what my point was. I was pondering what Mark Kennedy was doing. Uh, Heskiff, who despite all of his shortcomings, he had a brilliant left foot for dead ball deliveries. Uh, but the tweet that I got back was. Um, He's probably off somewhere bottling tackles still. So <laughs> pretty much sums up that period that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think if you could have rolling subs and just have him on to take a corner and then yeah. rank him off again. I kind of, I, I, I weirdly feel like there's a place for that in football. Like American football, you have a dead ball specialist who just comes on for the free kick and at the next closer play goes off as a rolling sub. Are people are probably going to like... <laughs> Absolutely, ring me up for saying that, but Mate, wouldn't it be great Roy if you could do it? Roy wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, also, I wonder if anyone in the entire club can take a set piece anyway. So, who would we even choose? Well, well I'm just more thinking. You, you, you see, you're thinking too not outside the box enough mate just keep Darren Ambrose on the books he only has to come on and play for 20 seconds at a time. You're telling me he can't still smash a free kick in the top corner? Tell you, mate. Good yeah. point. You've won me over. Yeah. Is that, hang on, is that it? Does Roy does Roy think you're still only allowed one sub? Like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. He looks at his bench and he just only actually sees one person. He's like, what are all these people doing here? <laughs> he just thinks everyone's wearing number 12 behind him on the bench. He, he thinks, cool, these, these, these fans have got a good seat. Like... <laughs> Right, so let's predict. What's the, what's the score going to be? Um, Albert, go. Shoot. 1-0 Spurs. <laughs> Heskiff? 3-0 Spurs. I'll, I'll go 2-0 Spurs then. Slot right in the middle. Um, right, so now we place get... for you. <laughs> A rose between two thorns on this show, that's that's for sure. Uh, right, what we got? Sam. Hello. Al- Albert. It was our predictions from the start of the season. <laughs> so we started with top goal scorer. Can you can you remember your shout, Heskiff? Did I say Wilf? You did. You said Wilf, even if he leaves in January, score will score nine goals. Well, that's a third of the goals that the entire team has scored all season, <laughs> more or less. And Albert, do you remember yours? Uh, Connor Wickham? <laughs> of course that was your outrageous prediction from the season before saying that um he'll feature in a game uh nope you said luca 13 because you believed that var would be giving us loads of penalties oh it turns out it was may united who got all those penalties some shock shock horror because we're never in the bloody <laughs> well box. the wife was happy <laughs> yeah she, yeah uh and i went ben teke with 12 uh, i don't know what i was thinking um how many did he get Two? Two? A a tenth of that. (laughs) A tenth of that. Um, That's that's 1.2 for the listeners at home. 
<laughs> then we went um, assists, top assists, and to be honest, um, I don't actually, I don't actually know the answer. I'll, I'll look it up as I'm going through your thing. So, you both went for Andros uh, Hesk. If you said Andros would get eight assists, um, and Albert, you said seven. The actual winner at the moment is <laughs> Wilfred Zaha and James McArthur on three. Now, James McArthur is, you know, on course to be our leading assist getter for the second season running here. Oof, <laughs> with a lofty with a lofty three. Which I which I think um well yeah, I mean if we go back to the season before, I think he only got five or something. So um can, can I just say that's only three more assists than I've got for Crystal Palace this season. <laughs> And I, he's played way more games than I have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's appalling, really. But when you look at the amount of goals we've scored, it's, it's not very many at all, is it? So mm, there you go. Um, I said <laughs> it gets worse. This is worse than the Benteke 12 prediction. I said Max Meyer with six. Oof. <laughs> the, the optimism was um, in the August sunshine last year was... Uh, <laughs> Was high. If, if that had been appearances, you'd have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> Would I have nailed it with appearances? So I doubt he. Max Meyer, number, where is he? Six, but 11, six starts and 11 from the bench. There you go. So I would have been nailed on with six for starts. Uh, player of the year. Um, any memories of who you went for? Now, one is one's going to have a shot here. Uh, fucking hour to know, Luca. Yeah, you went Luca, and um, it's you, Albert, who has the chance in Vicente Guaita. So it, it's going to be between him and Ayu, isn't it? Who's going to win it? So, yeah. I, 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 my suspicions are that the two or three mistakes recently the Guaita's made might just do him out of it. But I think it depends a lot against what happens against Spurs. If he has a blind, then maybe it tips people over. But I think I think it's going to be Ayu. Um, in all fairness to me, I'd said James Tompkins if he stays fit. So he didn't, alas. <laughs> so <laughs> so there big... you go. Yeah. Um, where we will finish. Now, two of, two, <laughs> two of us, as you two, were pretty close here. Uh, Albert, you said 14th, which is where we currently sit. Oh. Uh, Sam, you said 15th. Obviously, we can't go there. So, uh, Albert, you might be nailed on here because... We're not going to win against Spurs and we can't go down a place. So. <laughs> um, Where can we go if we do win? Where can we go if we do we win? We can go. We can go to 13th. We could go above Newcastle. Oof, lofty heights of 13th. Yeah. Well, you know, that's to take it at this point. I mean, I said 9th and once we beat Bournemouth for uh, opening game after lockdown, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting pretty there, but... <laughs> Lord knows what's happened since. And then it comes to our outrageous prediction. So, Hesk, if you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you'd said that Scott Dan would be playing up front for a game because of our lack of transfer activity. So, you got close. He definitely went up there a couple of times. I thought I'd see it at some point. I thought, you know, just he'll go up there and just stay up there. Um, Alas, he kept coming back to the fence. Damn it. Um, I mean, I don't know what Albert's. Albert, you said on the one hand that Guaita would get Player of the Season, but on the other hand that Hennessy would have more appearances than him. So, well, I'm glad I was wrong on that one. Yeah. So Wayne Hennessy had three appearances, uh, which were all when Vigente Guaita was injured. There was no chance of him getting dropped at any point, was there? Um, and I said, um... Watford to sack four managers. <laughs> well, I mean, something like that. No, I said James McCarthy would play 90 minutes on three or more occasions, um, having only played 90 minutes once in four years or something. But he easily did that 12, 12 times he managed nine, 90 minutes this season. So um, Just didn't manage it very well. <laughs> something like that. Uh, you were commenting the other day, Albert, about Roy whispering sweet nothings in my ear about how good James McCarthy is once he gets into starting 11. Um, he's very yeah. good at getting yellow cards. Great. Eight yellow cards in 15 starts this season. That's pretty good. More, but give more me, give me, more give me eight. Myers had starts. 
give me eight, <laughs> give me eight appearances in the Palace team. I'll do. I'll get you eight yellow cards if you like. Mate, you wouldn't be able to get near anyone <laughs> to get booked. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, so now I just call the referee. A <laughs> oh, that's a red, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, good luck to who's ever producing this show. Um, hmm. Plenty of the plenty of C bombs, uh, which I guess is kind of fitting for how this season's gone, especially post lockdown. It's been what can be described as a streaky season, I guess. Um, lots of runs of wins, and then worse runs of losses. And yeah, runs as I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as I said, sort of. I say at the top of the show, somewhere in the show, in the intro, I did say, um, you know, we just can't wait for it to be over. And that's where we are now. Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we put in performances against Chelsea and Manchester United. So hopefully, if another, you know, traditional top six side coming to sell us for the final game, hopefully we'll turn up and nick a result out of somewhere so we can go into the, the summer break or whatever it is now um, with a bit of optimism. But, doesn't look like that's going to be the case and yeah there we are Heskiff the end at the end of a season kind of the the Sam Heskiff of all seasons really it really is you think that I'd be feeling quite happy about it because all my doom mongering has finally come home to roost but I don't it's shit (laughs) yeah and um Albert I mean you've had to deal with a really really torrid time this season and uh yeah, four managers and relegation. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, funny. Um, yeah, I mean, at least we're not Watford. <laughs> well, it's true. Or, or or Bournemouth. But, you know, Watford and Bournemouth, chances of both going down this season is um, something I think I'll take. Although, you know, the amount of diving that Jack Grealish has done against us this season, I'm not, not huge fans of them either, but I think I'll take Bournemouth and Watford going down over them any day of the week so that's we'll we'll see what happens this coming weekend um look we're not going to be away for that long um, the break's only going to be short-lived and we'll be back by september time and hopefully it won't be much longer till we can get our ourselves back into stadiums and watch games and uh, however that turns out i mean that's going to be a podcast in itself when they reveal that we can go into stadiums but reduce capacities and who gets tickets uh but we'll deal with that when it comes around. So all that's left to say is thank, thank you to the two of you for your efforts this season. Um, I, Thanks I hope... for your effort. Thanks F- for your effort. That's like, <laughs> but that's like that's the what outfit. you get in a that's what yeah. yeah that's what you get in a school report that yeah, doesn't want to go all out yeah. saying you're shit. It just says, <laughs> yeah. but he turned good effort. He turned up. Thank, and that's what most really imp- most improved. <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to do? Come and stick a gold star on something for you. Is that one of I'm your a, fancy beers? Is that one of my fancy beers? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's undoubtedly a beer called Gold Star, I would imagine. And um, mm. yeah, you could try and get me one for next season if you want. Yeah, all right. If not, I'll just send you a, a Cherry Bakewell vodka cake. <laughs> <laughs> I do that <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Stick gold that in your soda stream. <laughs> yeah, there is there's a gold star parallel. It's it's only three point three percent on untapped though, so mm. not looking like something I want to be honest. But anyway, let's let's not digress into beers. We gave everyone a week off of beers this week, so. But yeah, so we'll be back in a few weeks' time, five to six weeks, I don't know, and um, you know it'll be it'll be the same again. <laughs> we'll we'll board the roller coaster one more time and. Um, Yeah, until then, up the palace. Like the Roy Hodgson of (laughs) podcasting. Why you've come this far? Why do anything different? It's boring. It's boring and it doesn't work. Let's do the same thing again. We all know you're going to make a shit gag on around the eight minute mark and it's the same gag as the week before probably about me on holiday or me being a Watford fan Heskiff will probably do one a few minutes later after he's racked his brains and thought of something yeah 
And then we'll just wrap it up there. Same shit every week. Another season done. See you in September. <laughs> Something to look forward to for everyone. And, they, and, and the thing is, they lap it up. That's the problem. They lap it up. <laughs> oh, dearie me. My my internet is all over the gaff in here. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to move one sec. What house? <laughs> that is drastic. That is dedication, bro. Um, hey Heskiff, how's the dog? Yeah, he's all right. Oh. I spent... <laughs> <laughs> I spent most of the day like cleaning up his wee. Or trying to see where he's gone, and then cleaning up his wee. Did you just have to follow the trail of wee to find out where he had he... gone? So, and every time he has, like he goes to like has a nap or whatever, as soon as he wakes up, I'm right, right, we're going to the garden. You can have a wee. But then this afternoon, he just, you know, when they do like zoomies and they just run around in a circle like a like mental. He was doing that. And then stopped, looks me dead in the eye, and then just pissed on the floor. So I was like, oh, you, wow. you're going off piste here. You're supposed to only wee when you wake up. Um, but he's no, doing fine. He's very life. little. He's quite cute. Dog life. Uh, he's discovered how to jump. So, like, we have a couple of steps from, like, the decking patio or whatever to the to the grass. And he can jump that, but then the steps... From the upper patio to the bottom patio is one extra step, and he tried that and like headbutted the floor. Ah, oh. which is quite sad. And then we were like, "Fuck, is he all right? Is he all right?" And then he bit Vanessa in the ankle and ran off. So unlucky. He's he's fine. Has Terence moved house yet? I mean, this is, I I think they should just just put this out. Put this out. I mean, the, I mean, the, the one that me and you did when Terry wasn't about was basically this. <laughs> oh, Albert, what have you been teaching your kids? Right, well, sorry, you know. Oh, yeah. That was right at the beginning of lockdown, was. wasn't it? That was great. That was when we thought, like, we'll do a couple of these, talk some shit, and then lockdown will be over. Yeah. And we are in mid-July. I actually just looked at my phone, and... Uh, a year and a week ago, oh, me and Vanessa were in Switzerland watching Palace pre-season. Oh, my God. And young boys. Ooh. It wasn't at the Wankdorf, though. Ooh. Oh. We, we, yes. We, uh, this is, this is, I mean, a very tepid story, but we, there, there's um, like a bunch of sort of restaurants at the side of the Wankdorf, which is their stadium. And there was a McDonald's and basically like our hotel was near that stadium and it was quite late when we got there. So we were like, let's just see what's open. And basically everything was closed except for the McDonald's. So we were like, fuck, okay, we'll have McDonald's. Not great, but okay. And Switzerland being as it is, is very expensive. And Vanessa was like, I've never spent 20 quid at McDonald's. Ha, ha, ha. And we were sort of like joking around. And then we bought like two meals, or whatever, you know, burger and chips, or whatever. Paid it, and then like did the exchange rate on our phone, and it was like nineteen pounds fifty one. Oh, so, well, you still technically haven't paid twenty pounds for McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, what about a little cheeky bank fee for the currency change? Did that? Oh, I didn't even think of that. That could have tipped over the edge, bruv. Um. So we spent our first night in a hotel at McDonald's, and I was like, "This is not the Swiss experience." Was I mean, the, actually, it was because it was fucking expensive, which is the Swiss experience. Was the cheese in the burger Swiss cheese, at it least? It was not. For Disgusting. fuck's sake. I mean, they're not even proud of their own cheese. Brexit. That's what I, I, that's what I, that's what I say to that. Um, and then we met our mate in a pub before we went to the stadium because the game was played at, like, they've got, like, a third division team there as well. And we played at their stadium. It's sort of a bit like going to Dulwich Hamlet. Right. And we had a drink in a pub there. And I bought a round and it was like two beers, three beers and a lemonade. And it was like 34 quid. I was like, Brexit. Brexit. 
me done for the for the fucking for the day. No more rounds. We, the, the only good thing was at the ground they had like refillable cups. So you buy you buy a beer and you get like a plastic like a plastic cup, and then basically just get it refilled. And then if you give them the cup back, you get your money back for the cup. No. Oh. So we did that at the end, and I was like, "Oh, can I just give you this back?" It was only it was like two euro or two whatever, it wasn't much. But when we got there, it was at the end of the game, and it was proper like everyone was just walking around the whole time. We went on the pitch at the end to speak with the players and all that. So I went to him. I was like, "Oh, can I just get my two euro back or whatever for the cup?" And his mate was just like, "Free beer, free refill, man." And I was like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> okay." And so, like me and Vanessa both had a free, and it was we'd had it was hot, and we hadn't eaten much, and it wasn't like super weak pissy beer like you normally get a football. And then, basically, like we just walk around going, "If you go over there with your cup, you get a free beer." So it was a bit of a stampede at the end. Lovely. That's just, that's just like Spurs away this season when the guy was was <laughs> yeah. giving the free beers out. Um, yeah. This so, is. I mean, this has been an exciting you, twelve minutes, mate. To be honest, talking about my been, toilet habits and McDonald's in Switzerland. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, eighteen plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.